One percenters, how are we doing? Thank you for joining us today on the One Percent Podcast. You could be doing anything right now, listening to anything right now, and you are here with us. So we're going to make this, this is a community, we're one percenters, we're going to make this the most valuable time that you can have. Pouring into yourself, you're learning, you're going to grow 1% so you can go out there and serve, pour into others 1%. And we have on today, an NBA player for the Chicago Bulls, was the top player in college basketball when he was playing for Michigan State. This is Denzel Valentine. Denzel was a national player of the year, voted by the Associated Press, drafted 14th to the Chicago Bulls, and has had an amazing career in the NBA. But it hasn't always been easy. Denzel is not the guy that you look at as like the super athletic, super tall, freakish body that he's given. He has worked for everything with his brain, with his mindset, the smart player that he is, and his relentless work ethic. He comes out to L.A. and I see him in the gym at 7 a.m. working when nobody else is watching in the gym. He puts in this time. Denzel is one of the most talented players that I've been able to be around, and his mindset is amazing. We dive into all that, what it's like to be in the NBA, his other passions, that basketball doesn't just define him. You'll find out more about that. And just what drives him and habits and routines that you can take away from this elite NBA player to put into your own life. Very blessed to call Denzel a friend. He is inspiring so many young kids in what he does with the platform he has. So one percenters, buckle up, because here we go. Here it is, Chili Pad, chilitechnology.com. These guys are my favorite, not just because their product is amazing, and Chili Pad actively manages the body's temperature to deliver a magical, deep sleep, great REM, makes you feeling like you've woken up just fully rested and recovered to attack the day. But the people they are, I know them well, and they are some of the best people that will care for you, make sure that you are absolutely getting the most out of every night's sleep. And think about it too. You're going to save a ton of money just because you don't have to turn the air conditioner down to 60 degrees. This chili pad or the Uller, it's going to regulate your body's temperature to sleep in the cold. Cool sleep is magical sleep. And luckily for you, they're great friends of mine and they've given me a code to give you a super discount. DNBball25 at checkout gets you 25% off the chili pad. DNBball10 gets you 10% off the Uller at checkout. Go to chilitechnology.com. All of this will be linked in the show notes and start sleeping like a baby today. Denzel Valentine, welcome to the 1% Podcast. Start us off with the bang. Tell us something something nobody or not many people might know about you. Uh, I, I mean, I have my own uh, music career going on right now. Yep. I was going to so, ask you about that. Saw that. Album yeah. out? Nah, nah. Album out. Nah, I just put one song out now, but I got, I got many in the chamber ready to go. Beautiful. So what's it, are you going to eventually release the album? Make this the thing that after basketball, you're pivoting into being big time record sales? Nah, nah. It's just, it's just kind of a hobby right now. I've just been kind of doing this since, since uh, college. Um, but the album is probably going to be dropping in the summertime probably, though. 
Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Can we get can we get one of the songs as like the intro to this podcast? Can be with <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I got oh. you. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. You got something other I mean, other than basketball. Basketball doesn't just define you as it itself. But man, let's let's go let's go into your to your story and to your journey and what has brought you to where you are today. You've had an unbelievable career up to this point and, and just the growth as a player. But what a lot of people don't see is through these times, like things aren't just abs- just handed to you. You go through difficult situations to get to where you are. Has there been anything in your career that's really been like, man, this, this was a tough situation that you had to overcome, but knowing that you can overcome it, that propelled you to even even greater heights? Yeah, I'll probably say the, the this last past year, um, missing the whole year um, right. with ankle surgery, going into a contract year. That was it's, it was pretty crazy making that decision to, to go ahead and get the surgery and miss the whole year. Um, you know, going into it, you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know yeah. if you're gonna come back the same, or when you come back, um, how long it's gonna take you to get back to yourself, and it's just a lot of unknown things that go along with making that decision. So um, it definitely, at times, didn't know what was going to happen, but it worked out at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely, and it does. And it was, was there anything in your early years of, of growing up that just, like, drove you to be, to want to be the best you could possibly be, the best basketball player there was? Is there any inspirations that you had growing up, or how'd that look? Yeah, I mean... Growing up in Lansing, Michigan, um, it's a small town where not a lot of people make it out of there, right. and not a lot of people are doing anything um, really big. You know, it's it's a small, small-minded town, and um, there there's a lot of talented people there, but you know, it's just nobody really ever you know you know makes it out of there and, and does. Um, really big thing. So my thing was I wanted to be somebody different out of my community to kind of, to make it out of the city and do something big, you know, and, and, um, Magic Johnson, obviously y'all know that he's from Lansing. So he was a big inspiration. Like I saw that he did it. So I was like, I can do it too. So, um, definitely wanted to be different. Um, coming from Lansing, Michigan. Man, that's, that's a big one to look for. So Magic Johnson be like, he can do it, so can I. But that's that's the mindset that you have to have to get to the level that you're at or to achieve greatness in anything is is if somebody else can do it, like, why can't we? And right. a lot of people have that that hold them back. They're like, oh, man, this guy did it. It's, it's just for them. But you saw it as, hey, Magic can do this. Shoot, man, so can I. I can do this. And, right. And you and have. Maybe, maybe not. I mean – Magic is one of the goats, so you know what I'm saying. I who know, who knows where my career will end up being. You know, it's probably going to be very hard to to reach and accomplish what he's what he's accomplished. But you know, at, at least striving for it, um, and you know, making sacrifices and decisions. That's what I wanted to do. Man, absolutely, and and that's just like the unshakable mindset that that you have. And I've seen it through the off seasons when you're out in LA and. Every day, and there you are, putting in the work day and day again. Nobody else is in the gym. There's no bright lights on, but there you are in the gym 
working on your craft. Is that, is that a mindset that you've always had from when you were born? Or is that when you, you basically said, Hey, this is, this is what I need to do my, to reach my goals. I've got to outwork the competition at every, every aspect I can. Yeah. I mean, um, to, to do great things, you know, you got to make sacrifices to do extra and put in, put in work. So, um, my mindset, um, pretty much every day is just how can I get better? Um, and what yep. can I do to get better? And Love it. That's, that's pretty much my mindset. The 1% mindset, baby. 1% steps daily. Beautiful. Yo, Zell, mm-hmm. tell us, uh, not everybody might not know your whole background. You know, you, like you say, you're from Lansing, Michigan. You went to Lansing Sexton High School. You played for your dad. And, you know, you had some great teammates. Brent Forbes is also playing in the league as well with the Spurs. Uh, tell us kind of what was it like playing for your dad? You know, for myself, playing for my dad, I think it's always cool seeing other guys, you know, getting to play for their dad. And then not only, you know, you play for him back at home at the crib, you know, and then, you know, transition that into going to Michigan State. What was it like playing for your dad? And did you always know that you were going to stay home and go to Michigan State? Um, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was pretty cool playing for my dad in, in high school. Um, it was challenging at times um, because, obviously, you know, you're around him all the time. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's pretty cool because he also knows you the best. So, I mean, you know, it's a gift and a curse. And, you know, obviously it was more of the gift because, you know, we won uh, two state championships and ended up losing to you <laughs> um, my sophomore year. We got, hey, we got them prepared for the other two. That's all that was. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was... <laughs> Wait, I, I hear this is uh, before this podcast, I hear it was a 30 ball, a 30 ball preparation. Hey, that's yeah. it. We just got to prepare. I think they, I think they might have lost one game the next year or the year after, like something crazy. They went on a crazy run. So. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, it definitely motivated <laughs> us for that next next couple of years. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was cool playing for him, man. Um, you know, it was a lot of times, a lot of ups and downs, um, a lot of good times and a lot of adversity. But you know, I think our relationship got stronger through it. And, uh, you know, as as far as going to Michigan State, um, I really didn't know that I was going to go there at first. I could, it was just kind of up in the air until they started recruiting me heavy. And I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nurse, you know, I just, you know, I always just followed the game, you know, just being in the state of Michigan. I always felt like Zell, he could always hoop, but he also had the, he was one of the players always had to prove himself. If I'm not mistaken, it it wasn't like you had Kentucky and just everybody maybe knocking on your door from from your freshman year. It was like every year he had to prove, he had to go out there, he had to showcase himself. And I remember his senior year, Zell, let me know if I'm I'm not mistaken, you you averaged close to a damn near triple-double, right? Your senior year in high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And then gets to state. And does the same thing his senior year. I remember he, he was close to almost, you know, you're right there, averaging almost a double, a triple double again, you know. And I just think that that was always his game. And then he finally got on a stage where he could really showcase it. And I remember when your senior year came around, it was it was no question. And you know, he's one of the top high school kids, uh, arguably ever to play in the state of Michigan, getting the chance to stay home. You know, it's it's a cool journey. But how how do you think? 
you know, playing for your dad and, and Izzo, you think it's kind of shaped you into the player you are today? Or did you already kind of have that in your DNA before you got to Michigan State? No, them, them two, them two dudes definitely helped me out a lot, man. They, uh, you know, they had patience. Um, they put in that work and they really cared about my growth as, you know, not only as a basketball player, but, you know, as a man off the court too. So, nice. you know, yeah. being those, you know, being able to be around those dude, two dudes every day who honestly care and being able to call, be able to pick up my phone and call them, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning and then pick up and, and have a conversation, you know, you know, that's, that's big time. You know, not a lot of people have that. I'm definitely just sure. unfortunate to have, have those two, those two men, you know, direct and guide, you know, my path, my, my early path. And it's kind of helped me out um, today. Man. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, having those mentors in your life is, is so valuable and you have the opportunity to do that to others. And, and one thing that I've seen in you and not just, not just on the court, but just the way you are to everyone, everyone around you. The way you treat everyone around you is is like they're the most important person in the room. And it's just it you have that unbelievable leadership quality to you, which is which is something that stands out that people probably can't see all the time. Like I remember watching all your games at Michigan State and yeah, you got accolades and everything, but like Ray said, it's not like they look at you and you're like, hey, it's Zion just bouncing all over people and dunking on people's heads like crazy. Like, you had to figure it out, man. You had to figure out every little aspect, passing, I mean, every ball handling, playmaking, shooting, scoring, defense, and do it do it smarter than everyone else. I, I consider you one of the highest IQ players to play college, and you're one of the highest IQ players in the NBA. Like, how the heck do you develop that? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's just through, you know, through hours and, you know, just yeah. asking questions and, and really caring and, and working on your game, my game. and um, For sure. You know. Do you have any specifics that you'll do on, let's say you're about to step on the floor, you want to put yourself in the mindset of being the best player that, that you are. Do you have any things that you do, like visualization, your pregame routine? Like walk us through some details in it because – Obviously, you've had super success, and I mean, selfishly, I want to steal from you, and we all want to steal from you. Yeah, uh, I kind of just stick to my routine, really, which is, um, you know, making sure, you know, I get my, you know, my workout in in the morning. Um, yep. You know, making sure, you know, when we're going through shoot around, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, fundamentally sound on all my shots and everything. And then as far as, like, when I go back to the room, I pretty much just take my mind off basketball because um, nice. I don't want to think about it too much. So I listen to music and or talk to, talk to some people on the phone or, or watch something on TV to get my mind off basketball. And then, you know, when that, when that alarm clock hits to, you know, start getting ready for the game, then I turn on my music and start thinking about the game. And then... Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Like I visual, I do a lot of visualization as far as you know awesome. what I'm going to do on the court um, when I get there, and then like seeing of, the game happen, like seeing the game happen before you even on the floor. Yeah, I do a lot of That's like self talking awesome. like and kind of just yeah, just hide myself up really. <laughs> 
Man, that's so important. Like I do it every morning in the mirror when I wake up, whatever I have going on that day, like I'll say my daily affirmations and hype myself up. And but that, that's what we have to do. Like we have these things inside of us that always want to tell us that we're not enough or we can't do it or we, we can't succeed. But man, the right. person you talk to most during the day is yourself. And it's just, how are you talking to yourself in positive or negative ways? And that's so mm-hmm. cool to see that you do that. Mm-hmm. Zell, what's some things that, that keep you motivated, man? You, you know, your big 10 player of the year, uh, first round draft pick living in Chicago Playing, playing your dream in the league, like what, what's some things that you just, that just keep you going? Uh, just wanting to be the greatest and, and like leaving a, leaving a legacy for my family, really. Um, I kind of just, I, like I said, I just want to be, be something different. Like I want to keep, keep getting better and just keep getting more and more and see, you know, where this thing takes me and see what happens at the end of the day. Like I want to be one of the best. And also, I don't want to, you know, just be one of those used to be's. You know, I want to be one of those guys yeah. that, you know, they 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 say, "Hey, man, he was a really good player, and you know, he left his legacy." Rather than, "Oh man, I wish he would have did this." "Oh man, I wish he would have did that." Like, that's my biggest fear, and that's what keeps me going. Man, D, that's amazing. That's beautiful. And in that same in that same question of of just like. Ray saying, hey, you've got all this, like all this is here for you, and you still have that motivation and drive. Like, sure, you could probably live off what you've what you've made easily, but you still have that drive because you want you want to be the best. And a lot of us, the hardest thing to do is continue to strive for success when we have success. But I mean, obviously that's I mean, that's your motivating factor that you don't. And in that same breath, like how how do you stay true to the to the person that, that you are, that you've always been, that person that your dad raised, like uh, like I saw, talk, talked about earlier, the person that's just genuine and authentic to everyone around them. When everybody's telling you, like even in college, when everybody's saying, hey, you're the best player in the country, or, or hey, it's like you got these endorsements. How do you stay true and level and humble like the guy you are? I mean, two things. Like, first thing is like, all right, well, if I lose all this tomorrow, are they going to be saying the same thing? Nice, dude. No. Thanks. So, like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Y'all liking me now, but like, your one injury, your one plane, uh, car crash, plane crash, whatever it is, away from being, yeah. you know, just uh, used to be, or you know, or whatever, or being done with your career. So, you know, that's I always keep that in the back of my mind because I I was that guy who, you know, who was who was broke in college and and, and growing up. You know, had it what what I needed, but you know, I wanted I wanted way more. So it's just like I've been there in those people's shoes. So you know, I just never forget that. And then I always, you know, keep my family close and have them hold me accountable too as well. Man, so important. Great, great answers, man. Tell tell the people out there what the league is like, man. This is this is year three or year four now? This is uh year four, year three of me playing. Man, you get old. You're year four into the league. Man, that's crazy, right? About a fourth say yes. It's fourth year. Yeah, yeah. Grizzly vet. I mean, that's getting like the uh, the pension already. <laughs> yeah, it's a great question, man. Tell us, tell us what the league. Tell everybody out there what the league's like. Only people only dream of what it what it's like. Man, um, it's a, I mean, it's a great life. 
you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm playing basketball uh, for a living. Um, you know, you coming in, you're putting in um, hard work for, you know, three, three, four hours a day. And after that, pretty much just, you know, rest and recovery and all mental stuff. So, you know, as far as as far as that is concerned, you know, it's, it's definitely a great life. But with that, there's a lot of responsibilities, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the physical demands uh, on your that you take on your body. And then as far as like how you carry yourself through the community, um, yep. you know, all the pressure you get daily of, of becoming great. Like there's a lot of responsibilities that come with it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a great it's a great job. Yeah. Doing what you love, what you're made to do. Amazing. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Ray? I said, I said, it sounds like the best job in the world. <laughs> it's the best <laughs> job in the world for sure. Facts. The, I, the, I remember some of the perks when I was coaching with the Nets is the plane flights, uh, oh, the man, hotels, yeah. the food. Like, it's yes. next oh, level. Yes. yes. Yeah, definitely. Five-star five hotels, some great food, good travel. No, there's a lot of perks that come with it. All sure. right, it's, a, it's a really important question. What's your favorite arena for food? The best after-game food what do you got? uh shoot probably um i know mine i always look forward to dallas they always yeah. got some barbecue after <laughs> yeah that's exactly it they come really strong with barbecue man barbecue and barbecue is my favorite food so i'm like yeah damn i can't wait to go to that <laughs> that's true best hotel best hotel in the nba can be a sneaky one best hotel um Right, you can chime in with yours too. I'll probably say, uh, damn, I'm trying to think. Salt Lake City is tough. Man, you serious? You know which one I'm talking about? I mean, that's not, not yeah. like Salt Lake City is a great, city, but great, uh, the Great American, the Great American. You get like, yeah, like a whole house. Damn near, damn yeah, near. That is out of date. Rooms are a little out of date, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe Miami. Miami. It's Utah. You can't go yeah, wrong with Miami, true. LA, especially coming yeah. from, you know, that cold weather in the Midwest. <laughs> I think, uh, I th- yeah, I definitely think Miami, that, that four season Miami is up there. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. What other things about the NBA really, like, stuck out to you that you didn't quite expect were going to be come along with it, but something that just, like, the difference of college to the NBA. What, what what were some of the main things? Um, I probably say like it's an actual business. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't yeah. realize like how much a business it, it is. Like until like the first my first year, I remember like you know we I played with like Todd, with Taj Gibson and, and Doug, um, Doug McDermott, and I yep. kind of got. Like, not not super close, but, you know, we got, you know, close as teammates and stuff like that, going out to eat and talking a lot. And then they were just traded at All-Star, De- at All-Star Deadline. And I'm walking in, I'm like, I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of, like, fucked up about it. I'm like, damn, like, those are my guys. And then everybody else around me is like, you know, yeah, it's messed up, but it is what it is. Everybody's acting like it isn't nothing. And then from that point on, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's a business, like life moves on. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, you got to look out for yourself before. I mean, as much as like in college, as you have that team feel and you have that culture and it's like your family, you absolutely got to look out for yourself first. Mm-hmm. So how, how have uh, all your transitions to the next kind of phase of your career been? Now I think about it, you, you were at home in the Lansing High School, then college, so your family was there. Mm-hmm. Then you get drafted to Chicago, which is really kind of right down the street. It's not too far from the crib. And then mm-hmm. now you have your brother out there coaching. So you really you really haven't had to be on your own too much. You've kind of been fortunate to be in situations where you're, you're close to home. How, how has that been? I'm sure your family can get to your games a lot. You might be able to get home every once in a while. Like how, how has that been? And also, there's a, it's a big presence of Michigan State fans in, uh, in Chicago. So I know you get a lot of love still. Yeah, I know it's crazy because, I don't know, I feel like, you know, it, maybe it's part of God's plan, you know, that was keep me uh, close to home for now, you know, because it's, you know, there's so many Michigan State fans here. And then um, my dad can come up and my mom can come up anytime they want. You know, it's three and a half hours away. And then, you know, not only that, two, two years um, after my second year. No, no, I'm sorry. After my first year, my brother got offered the job at Chicago Loyola. So it's like, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm just perfect. It's just a blessing. I'm trying to make the most of it, to be honest. Man, that's, that's super cool. Super cool to see how God works and puts those things at the right time in your life. It's awesome. Yeah. D, how yeah. about your you touched on it earlier, but how, how about your definition of what leaving a legacy means to you? Not necessarily uh, big billboard or stuff like that, but what does a legacy mean to you? Um, to where yeah, I feel like where you made your imprint, and you know people will remember you and what you did forever. forever. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And with your family, like having like as you were talking yeah. about earlier of being being the man for your family and being a supporter of your family for absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like leaving a legacy, like remembering what you you did and living the imprint, and then you know um, paving the way for for my family Beautiful. Um, to come. You know, so definitely. love it. How about the moment? This can be one just particular moment that you realized, man, I'm in the NBA. Um, when we played uh, LeBron for the first time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That dude is that dude is so much bigger in person, huh? What? Yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I have this theory that there's that he is an alien. Like he never gets hurt. There's I, I got a theory. There's seven billion people. There's seven billion people on the in on the planet, and out of every billion, one person is an alien. LeBron's one. Westbrook's definitely one. And there's five other out there doing something. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, that's my theory. So, all right, what's next for you? What's give, give us your long-term NBA goals and then even after the NBA. Probably play, you know, another probably another eight years in the league. Play on um, 34, you know, hopefully a couple hopefully a couple championships, a couple All-Star games. And uh, you know, be retired, and then go into um, 
either coaching or sports broadcasting, one of the two. Oh, nice, nice. First, I like big goals. You speak things into existence. If you put them out there that they're going to happen, they're going to happen. So that's that's huge. And you obviously got coaching in your blood, and you could be from this podcast. You could be a great, a great commentator, basketball host. Like you and Ray together should really start looking into something like that. Start start your start your own network. Yes, sir. Love it, love it. All right, how can how can everybody follow you? All the listeners out there. How can we follow everything that you do? And how can we support you? If you have a foundation, let us know, whatever. We'll love to have the listeners. They'll support and follow you for sure. Yeah. Um, follow me on uh, on Instagram, you know, at Denzel Valentine, and same same on Twitter. Um, I got an AAU team out there. Be looking. Be looking nice. for those youngins. Uh, Sweet. DV45 Elite. And then, uh, you know, I got some some foundations and community stuff coming soon. So, Dude, awesome. Keep us posted on that. We'll absolutely support. I was just thinking back on your answer before that. 34, eight years from now, you're only 26 still? Yep. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I've been hearing of you for like the last fifteen years. I know, man. You got you still got some more to go. Wow, you haven't even reached most people's primes at like twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, you're a young mm-hmm. dude. You're a young dude. Yeah, yeah, man. Last one for you, man. Since this is the one percenter podcast, I gotta ask you, man. What does it mean being a one percent one percenter? What does that mean to you? Um. I feel like it's just a special group to be in, you know. You gotta you have to do things different, carry yourself different, um, think about things different. And, you know, just kinda um it's definitely a blessing to be in that because, you know, you know, one decision or something, you know, could throw that off. It's definitely God's plan um to be in this and I'm very blessed. Um so um, definitely my love it. Man, amazing. You're off the hot seat, off the One Percenter podcast. Thank you for coming on, man. You are absolutely uh, unbelievable talent in in the NBA on the basketball floor, but much more important than that and more long-term than that, you're you're a great person to be around. Like I said, you have that positivity about you that is an influence to others, and you have such an amazing platform that people can look up to you, that kids will look up to you. And absolutely leaving a legacy, man. So between myself and I know Ray, we're blessed to be your friend, man. Man, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start really uh, tuning in. You're gonna have to send me the send me the link so I can. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I, I got it. We'll, we'll post it all out there. Yep, no doubt. Maybe you come on and guest host with me and Ray sometime. It's good uh-huh. job as you did. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the 1% Podcast. Seriously, it means a ton to me. Time is the most valuable asset we have, and you are spending it with me. Thank you. And thank you for being the light you are to so many people in your life. Remember, no matter where you are or what you do, you have the chance to change someone's life daily. A smile, just listening to someone, even the smallest of small things, can change someone's entire perspective on life. Impacting one person's life can impact millions. 
And if you have a quick 30 seconds after this podcast and could leave a review, that would be amazing. That helps me to be able to continue to bring on great guests to this podcast. But if you don't have the time either, no biggie. Tell a friend, tell a family member, share this with someone you think could benefit from listening. And if you want, post what you learned from this episode up on Instagram. Tag me at davidnurse5. As each month, I'm going to pick a winner from the people who leave reviews and tags on Instagram. I'm sending them super swag one percenter gear. And I'm also going to be sending out my first book, Pivot and Go, coming super, super soon. But it is on pre-sale today, right now. You can go get yourself a pre-sale. Be one of the first with a discounted price. Check it out at davidnurse.com or go to Amazon where you can search all books all over the place and you can order it there. It's on pre-sale today. Remember, the best gifts are gifts that can change someone's life. Thank you so much for being who you are. Feel more than free to reach out to me on Instagram at any time I answer everyone back. I am always here for you. Have a great week. And remember, pour into yourself 1% daily so you can pour into others 1% every single day.